to Let's Talk University. I'm back here with the gang, uh, Chelsea, Jazz, Julie, Maria, and Flores. Um, and today Hi. we're gonna be doing part two of the bonus uh, COVID series. Uh, this time we're gonna focus on the social and emotional aspects of life in quarantine. Um, so to get the ball rolling, uh, why don't we do a quick little gratitude check and, and each one of us goes around um, and says something that they're grateful for. Um, I can go first if you guys want. Um, today, I am grateful that the weather is really nice outside. Um, it's pretty nice and sunny. Um, and I feel good. I feel rested. Um, so, well, you yeah. just woke up an hour ago, man. So <laughs> hey, they don't putting you on blast. Yeah. I'm putting don't you on blast. Them. They don't Why know what time. They don't him? know the time right now, so they can pick whatever. They, they, they don't know what time. What to sleep. <laughs> exactly, it's it five a.m. right in the now. Morning. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. we're recording this. The sun is rising. Just, 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 you know, yeah. The, the sun is barely like coming into the windows right now. You can see um, the scattering in the sky. Pretty colors. You know. <laughs> don't judge him. Yeah. Cool. So, anyone else? Yeah, I can um, go next. Ooh, it's all good. I'll go first. Um, uh, I'm Juliana or Julie. My gratitude check-in is my nephew turned one yesterday. Hey. So we celebrated his life in a COVID-friendly way. And it just went, this whole year went by so fast. And he grew up so quick. And I'm very happy to see like where he goes from here. Yeah. And I'm just grateful for his existence. He made our my 2020 like very happy in that portion. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's okay. nice. Wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um hi everyone. I'm Jazz. And today I'm grateful for well it was it was something that happened yesterday. Um I don't know for y'all that are like really interested in these things, but yesterday was like the great conjunction. And it was really mm. cool to see like you know, Saturn and, and Jupiter aligning and just like what it means for like, you know, I guess the world right now. Um, if you're into that, you know, hopefully you know what it means, but I'm really excited for that. It was really cool, very beautiful. I enjoy like going out and looking at the stars, you know, feeling very tiny. Um, and I think it puts a lot of like life into perspective, right? Like mm -hmm. we're so small and life is so short, so. I'm just grateful for life, grateful for, you know, the planets aligning. It was really cool. But yeah, that's that's a little bit about, I guess, what I'm grateful for right now. Yeah, if anyone gets a chance, take an astronomy class. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes. And make you cry a little, though. <laughs> They're cool classes, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a little tear, tear drinking. <laughs> it's so cool, though. I mean, I'm a... Yeah. I'm a ocean education major and I took two mm -hmm. two two ast astronomy classes it was so cool best best oh, classes yes. I've usually taken usually those are like great GE classes right maybe easy mm -hmm. A's sometimes so those are good oh yeah don't disrespect I'm just saying some intro classes <laughs> right intro it's not classes, yeah 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 I guess I mean I like my great my gratitude check Maria here um it's actually that I finished my astrophysics final yesterday so nice. right on, on target with this. 
astro astronomy slash physics vibe. Um, I spend like a good amount of time working on this code for one of my problems and it wasn't working and I spent like seven hours debugging, you know, how it is. And then suddenly I realized that what the only thing that I was missing was one term in my equation <laughs> that I just mm. dropped. Mm. So silly, silly me. But, you know, I successfully modeled the radiative gradient of a star. Oh, oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we all know what that means. That's so great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> radiative um, symmetric gradient, but yeah. Anyways, Chelsea, take it away. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I'll jump in with my little gratitude. Um, I also kind of want to jump off of what Jazz said. Um, it's Chelsea here, by the way. Um, I'm very happy that it's Capricorn season because that's when I'm in my element. Um, I'm also like very grateful that I'm done with school for this quarter, at least, because <laughs> it, it was not a fun ride this quarter. I literally, anyways, but that's I'm extremely grateful for those two. <laughs> yes that's awesome yeah uh Flora's here and uh as far as grateful kind of piggybacking off of what chelsea said i'm just grateful it's winter break you know it's working out of high school working with students uh is great you know sometimes some students can be difficult sometimes it's the parents that can be a little difficult you know uh but there's just so many components that 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 clearly made this this semester this year a challenging year so I'm just grateful to have some time off my wife is also a, a uh, an educator she's a teacher so we just get to unwind just spend you know quality time together and just uh, uh, enjoy this this free time so mm -hmm. I think there's a birthday uh -huh. somewhere in that winter break too though right mm -hmm. was one of your birthday whose like... birthday is it what? your birthday what what? I, don't know. I don't know. We can ignore that. You're turning thing. 15. Quinceanera, one more time. Quinceanera, you guys are all invited. One more time. You guys are all invited. You guys can be a part a of the el baile, you know? It's all good. What are we dancing to? <laughs> Dress with el baile. <laughs> Luis, you can be my main chambelan, you know? Let's do this. No. <laughs> and your damas. <laughs> we're gonna be the damas uh, oh, i'm ready instead of the the last uh muñeca is gonna be the last dumbbell <laughs> <laughs> jokes that'd be awesome cool cool uh so awesome to to hear that energy um so uh in this episode we wanted to talk a lot about um uh self-care and like uh emotional well-being and that kind of thing uh, so we'll be using a lot of, you know, that term self-care. So when I, uh, I wanted to hear what you guys think about what it means to you or, or how you guys define self-care for yourselves. Yeah, I can go first. So this part of the two-part COVID series, we're kind of talking about self-care, mental health, and how that plays into this whole COVID pandemic that like we're seeing changes in with the vaccine and stuff, but we don't know how long it's exactly going to last. So we want to help you guys out by having this self-care portion of the uh, podcast. So for me, self-care, I see it as the best care you can ever have. So self-care is the best care. That's like my little motto. Um, also plays in part, I'm a Taurus. I'm really into that, like myself, <laughs> self-care and all that stuff. Um, I think it's important because it's 
the relationship you have with yourself is one of the most important relationships like you'll ever have in like your whole life. So you really need to nurture that. And it can mean a wide variety of things. So from stepping back from the day-to-day stressors of work, life, school, family, and evaluating your physical and mental health needs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of want to add to that when you mentioned how like taking a step back from day to day, because personally for me, um, with self care, like it's a lot about making time for yourself, because a lot of the times you can be like, oh, I have so many deadlines. I have so many things to do. And you're like, I can't take enough time for myself. And you know, like it can be a little overwhelming sometimes, but like it's more like it's necessary to remember that like, it's more important to make time for yourself than, you know, to like put yourself through more like distress or more stress in general without being able to like take time to assess your needs and be like okay like maybe there's something I can actually do now or that I can do along like me doing my errands or my responsibilities on which I can kind of you know still like feel less overwhelmed about anything that's like stressing me out. Yeah I I totally agree I think that the the keywords for me are are needs and um maintenance because I, I see it not as you're taking time away from what you should be doing that is mm-hmm. that should be part of what you should be doing sort of on a regular basis of of maintenance so sometimes you know you might get overwhelmed with assignments or schoolwork or stress or whatever um, and whenever that happens to me I know that if I continue to work that way I'm just not going to be as efficient as focused as you know clear my clear-headed um, in whatever I'm doing so um I'll just try to, you know, do something to, to, to sort of relax a little bit, either stretch, go for like a little walk or something, um, and then get back to my work. Cause I know that in the long run, that's going to help me do be more efficient with whatever I'm trying to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so just remembering that it's a maintenance, it's, it shouldn't be an extra thing that you have to, to do. It should be something that it's incorporated because it's a basic sort of need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you like bring up a really good point. Like, I think the best way that I describe like this maintenance kind of process is like um, I work with like mentoring um, like undergrads and stuff and basically like what I tell them like when they need help academically like you know you don't seek tutoring until you're failing like it's something that you do Mm -hmm. over time and Mm -hmm. so same thing with like um, taking care of yourself right like you don't take care of yourself when life is falling apart like you do it like continuously to make sure that like you're okay so you know like if therapy is your thing like you go to therapy when it's good when it's bad when it's in the middle when it's okay right like Mm -hmm. it's not something that you do when like bleep is hitting the fan if you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like (laughs) okay um, sensory (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I mean like self-care is just like a, a maintenance process and you know I think for me like it's an opportunity to like set aside time for myself because I think I'm like a huge giver. Like I definitely like give, give, give and I forget to like give to myself. So self-care is Mm -hmm. really like personal and very private for me. And, you know, it's an opportunity to like Julie said, like to get to know myself, like that relationship is so important. And I think a lot of the times like we put ourselves into all these other things that we kind of like lose track of who we are or how to even like, you know, recognize the signs that our body is giving us like we're strangers mm-hmm. to ourselves and like self-care really gives you the opportunity to channel like your energy inward and 
take care of yourself holistically right like it's it's about all aspects like your body your mind your soul your emotions like everything like everything is so connected you know your mm-hmm. your body will carry the weight of your stress like everything's super connected so it's an opportunity to look inward yeah definitely I think like you guys mentioned like I for, for me self-care is about like listening to your body because oftentimes we view our bodies as like these tools that like get us through the day that work for us but we don't really like like what we say like maintain them you know um and so self-care is so there exists this like disharmony between like our bodies and our minds and like what we need our bodies to do so self-care is really just like harmonizing those two parts and like you know what jasmine was saying creating this like whole view of who we are as a person it's like obviously our minds and our bodies working together not just like our minds like hammering at our bodies to do what we need them to do so Mm -hmm. yeah love everything you guys are saying I mean like talking about the body talking about the mind you know this holistic thing um and and it's important to understand that there are many ways right there are many ways to figure out what your needs are and I love what Jasmine Jasmine was saying as far as like the the advising the counseling the tutoring there are tons of services out there and um um you self-care is not is, is a process that can include others, right? Like you may not see everything that, that all the support that you need, right? And so it's important to understand that, you, that you're not alone on this, that, that you can have others help you understand these processes. And so self-care is, is not just something that's done by one individual by the, on their own, right? I just wanna really reiterate that fact. Um, so um, just some thoughts on that end. Yeah. And I mean, I think a good thing to bring up is like, you know, we're talking about self-care and we're talking about kind of like what works, like what works for the team, like individually, or like just like advice on what like self-care can be. Um, But like, you know, like the most important thing to like, kind of think about is like, what does self-care mean during this pandemic? Like, why is it kind of something that, you know, you see more people talk about, or you hear people like, emphasize that right now is a great time for self-care but I mean why do you guys really think that's kind of going out and why do you think it's the most important like a very important thing people are kind of talking about yeah Chelsea I think self-care is so important especially during COVID right now and you've been seeing that everywhere in different like social media and also like news outlets they've been like advising people on how to take care of yourself while we're all going through this. And I think it's important because we're all struggling out here. And I just want to take time to stress to like the audience, the listeners, that we want that you guys are not alone in your feelings and that many of us around the world are going through similar experiences, feelings, or like emotional stress. And I was taking a mindful mindfulness course like this past quarter. And one of the speakers mentioned that we may not all be on the same boat, but we're all facing the same storm. So reiterating that, that we may not all have the same experience, like you may have not lost a loved one or you may have and other people haven't during this time, but we're all facing the same general storm of COVID and having the, um, not seeing your friends or your family or being isolated. So we think, really think self-care should be super important during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, since you're mentioning like a storm, right? Like that alludes to this idea that there's a lot going on right now. And, you know, I think that's why self-care is especially important right now is like, there's a lot of noise and like, it's really hard to find like a quiet space to really just look inward. And so, you know, I think 
at least for me, like anybody else who's out there that is also like a huge control freak, there's a lot of things going on that are completely out of our control right now. And it's hard to plan. It's hard to anticipate what's the next move. Like there's so much uncertainty. And I think that often leads to a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, like a lot of overthinking, right? So I think right now, like it's super important to address like all those feelings and like kind of like ground yourself in this uncertainty and like, you know, I guess just like really understanding like how that makes you feel and just like what you want to do about it and things like that. But it's especially important to just like address what your needs look like right now, because they might be a little different than what it was a year ago, right? Like we weren't, nobody really anticipated like living through a global pandemic. So it's, it's important to know what your needs look like now, not what they looked like last year, not what they're going to look like in the future. Like right now is what's, it's what's important. It's like what's happening. Yeah, I love what you said about taking care of your needs, your yourselves right now, right? And before you make all these difficult decisions, before you tackle on all these difficult or any type of responsibility, right? It's it's kind of like I attributed to, um, you know, like when you're in an airplane and they do the whole, uh, what is it, the the instruction safety, safety, safety yeah, the safety protocol. They're like, you know, in case of an emergency, you know, the oxygen mask, you know, and they say, make sure that you place that oxygen mask on yourself. And then you see the little kid on them. They're like, yeah, don't you ignore the kid. You <laughs> take care of yourself first and then you can put it on the kid. It's kind of same thing. You take care of yourself, you know, before you can take care of other responsibilities or else you might not be at your absolute best, you know, state in any way. Um, and then just difficult decisions are tackled on um, at your uh, uh, when you're not at your best. So, yeah, um, I really like that example, Flores. It really just reiterates the notion that you really do have to make sure you're well first before you can care about others. And that goes with any type of emotion or physical state of being. But most importantly, like in grief, a lot of people have been facing a lot of grief of losing something or someone during this time and like the someone could be a family member loved one the something could be loss of talking to friends loss of that uh social connection so i we kind of want to touch on how covid has changed the grieving process for a lot of us like sometimes it's sped up and sometimes it's like not there you don't really have time to process it yourself so we want you guys to know that you can handle the grief in your own ways and we'll touch on that later on in this in the, this part but we also just want to touch on it now saying that um, you guys are okay to handle grief in your own ways and the process has changed but taking time to uh, go through your feelings is really important at this time yeah I think one other thing that um is like especially important about like the COVID time. And I think you guys have like alluded to it, but it's this feeling that we're like indoors all the time and like our social interactions are very limited with other people. Yeah. So it's like really hard to kind of like gauge what your body needs, but it's also like a great time to really like listen to ourselves because like we're, we have always spent like a lot of time or all of our time is spent like with ourselves. Like, I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but like you spend mm -hmm. every single day with yourself. <laughs> Um, but it's like oftentimes with social interactions, like you can kind of like disregard like your own feelings, your own needs, because you're like constantly interacting with other people. But now it's like you're indoors by your or, or like this feeling of alone, um, which we'll also talk about eventually. But, you know, this is a great time to really listen to our own needs and connect again to what we were mentioning earlier, like 
your body, your needs, um, your maintenance, uh, et cetera. So it's important during COVID. Yeah. And I kind of want to like touch up on that also being in the sense where like we like know ourselves like in the sense where, sorry, let me reiterate that. Like a lot of people kind of can like get you down when they tell you like something about you. But I think a thing to remember is like, you know yourself more than anyone else. And like people can tell you what they want to tell you. But like at the end of the day, like it's important to remember that like, like Maria said, like you spend your whole life with yourself, like you know what you like, you know, what you don't like, or sometimes even if you don't, you know, like you're more, you're like, you're more able to find out if like you do or don't like something versus someone else telling you. And I think also that goes to show like with like expressing your emotions or like being able to like, kind of like connect more with your body. Like Maria was saying in the sense where like, you know, like humans create emotions like internally. And so we're allowed, luckily we're able to express them to get them like kind of out there and not really like hoard them so we can keep going. But you know, there's been stigmas since so long. And I think one stigma that, you know, continues to kind of be around is just like expressing emotions, especially with, for example, like me with self-care when I'm expressing anything that I got to do or anything that I feel, I'm immediately just going to cry. I will (laughs) just break down. Um, I have no shame. I just like, I hate hoarding (laughs) in feelings. So I might as well just ball and like, just look a little weird after, but you know, I, it gets it out there. And, you know, I also love to sleep after I cry. Cause you know, baby things, <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's how I feel. I practice self-care with, you know, like remembering to like tune into my body, listen to what, you know, emotions I'm feeling and like being able to like healthy express that. But I know there's definitely some stigmas around it. And it's important to kind of like remember that um, by not expressing these emotions, you're kind of just keeping them in and like, they don't do you any good. If they don't do you any good internally, like why would you want to keep them? You know, I know it's a lot easier said than done to like get them out there sometimes, but you know, it's worth remembering that these emotions like do nothing, like, especially if they're negative, like they do nothing for you. So like the best you can do for yourself is like, remember to like, find healthy ways to like express your emotions to like get that out there if that makes any sense yeah it definitely makes a lot of sense for me I'm another like big crier I'm a cancer so you know crying is like (laughs) my second job (laughs) um (laughs) but this is super real right like I think there is a lot of stigma around crying and like just this release of emotions but like when we're thinking about our bodies and like you know the signs that our body is our body's literally giving us to you know take care of ourselves like sometimes we don't have the words to express how we're feeling but like our body has like the tactic to release that emotion right so sometimes you just got to let these things happen and you know um crying is is not a sign of weakness ever right like you know i i'm a strong believer in their strength and vulnerability right like Mm -hmm. you know being vulnerable with yourself is honestly like one of the most honest things you can do, right? Like, if there's no one else around you, like, you know, let those walls down around yourself. Like, why wouldn't you want to, you know, come into yourself, be friends with yourself, like, understand what you need and things like that. So, you know, and then also, like, crying is, like I said, a physical release. So I think, like, I read this somewhere that, like, it balances hormones in your brain, which also, like, 
leads to why people get sleepy after but like it's literally like a release of emotions a physical release everything right so we all need a really good cry sometimes I actually haven't had a good cry in a little bit so maybe I'll just make some plans for that a little later <laughs> you know schedule <laughs> a breakdown when am I free to your calendar yeah, <laughs> well now that there's no my, school get a good yeah, night I haven't had my that. end of the quarter my end of the quarter um breakdown hasn't come yet so oh those are so good that you feel so good afterwards <laughs> it's and sad you know, but like, I can relate <laughs> yeah definitely and you know like maybe maybe you're not like me and you can't cry on the spot Mm-hmm. So watch a watch a sad movie, listen to some sad <laughs> music. I don't know, like get yourself like, you know, it's not it's not bad to be sad, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a it's an emotion that we need. Have y'all ever seen Inside Out? Oh yeah. Okay, you know yes. if from from my homies that have seen that movie, you need sadness, <laughs> right? Like it's it's an emotion that we all need to feel, and like we all need to know like how to navigate it. And you won't know how to navigate it if you don't let yourself feel it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and another like I guess like a way to you know if if you're not super in tune with you know your emotions like a really good way to get to know yourself is maybe journaling like and I know like some people might be like oh my god that's like another homework assignment or whatever but this is very personal right like no one's telling you to do it you do it when you want to it doesn't have to be like I journal every day I I'd be lying if I said I journaled every day but like journaling (laughs) is very intimate and it's really important right like you get to know like those deeper levels of yourself like you know there's a bunch of prompts of like get to know yourself or like Uh, or like those dating yourself apps like and things like that like there's a lot of opportunities to like really get to know yourself and journaling is one Mm -hmm. of those that like really peels back those like outer layers that only everybody else sees like you know that inner Mm -hmm. part of yourself like no one gets to see that but you should be able to get to see that and I think journaling like really opens the doors for that for a lot of people yeah I, I definitely agree and also I know journaling can be like a great resource for people you know who might not be able to like get immediate help with like a psychiatrist a psychologist you know anything with like your mental health Um, I know some people might not be able to afford it some people live in households where it's very stigmatized and you know getting help is not necessarily getting like actual like medical help might not be um, as accessible so I think like investing your voice and thought and investing into your voice and thoughts is very important and worthwhile Um, so definitely journaling I think is crucial when you know, you, you might feel like you just have a lot and, you know, sometimes crying, you know, might not be for you, or you feel like that wasn't enough, you know, getting those like thoughts out. Um, and like even seeing them on paper. Cause like, for example, so I've, I've definitely journal not every day also. Cause like, that's a crime that like is a lot, um, but I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not a crime, but, um, what you would call it just like journaling and seeing your thoughts. Sometimes you'll be like, okay, I'm, you could be like, this is like, not worth the like stress I'm putting or you could be like this is what I'm worrying about um but you know like at least seeing it written down you can like logically like bring your brain into this instead of just like feeding your emotions and like you know your anxiety so that's why I think you know like having a little journal enough it doesn't have to be the fanciest thing like you don't have to go to Staples and spend like 20 bucks oh god that's a lot (laughs) on one (laughs) notebook um you could literally just like piece of paper you know but as long as you kind of like make time for it well not I hate saying make time for it because like Louise said like it's not really that you're making time for it but just like remembering to do your maintenance yeah definitely and I think like 
it all ties down to just being mindful, right? Mindful of yourself, your surroundings, how the world is affecting you. Like, and I guess like mindfulness um, is really just about like understanding like what's going on or the, the effects that it has on you. Right. So like, I, like I said before, sometimes we don't have like the words to express what we're feeling, but like just taking that time to like really check in with yourself and, you know, being, being present. I think that's a, that's one of the big things about mindfulness, right? Like you're not worried about yesterday and you're not worried about tomorrow. Like you're focused on today, especially I think like mindfulness plays a really huge role in this like global pandemic that we're living through because, you know, there's so much uncertainty and, you know, it definitely can take like a huge mental toll and like what we've experienced could also take a really huge mental toll. So it's just like that one day at a time kind of mentality, like focus on what's today, what today, what today is about, what you can do with today, what you want to do with today, you know, like, so I think journaling could also help with like grounding you right in that mindfulness mentality. I, I, I really love the idea that you guys brought up of, um, perspective because uh so i was i was taking a cognitive science and med, uh buddhism class this semester uh and we were talking about uh what is what is meant by mindfulness from like a buddhist perspective right uh and we were discussing how essentially it's it's combining or synchronizing your attention and uh your intentions so a lot of the time um you know, when we're when we're doing our work or something, we're like very singularly focused and we have that kind of like tunnel vision where we're just thinking about whatever assignment needs to be done or whatever is the next thing that we need to be uh, check off our list or, or that kind of thing. Um, and we sometimes forget to see sort of the bigger picture or sort of uh, see, you know, in the context of big, uh, of like the big context, like what is important, what, we should actually be stressing about or, or not or, or something like that. Um, and I think that's super important because a lot of the times, I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys, where you feel like uh, you're, you start getting a bunch of assignments that are kind of piling up and then you get this false sense of like getting an avalanche over yourself. And then you take the time to just calm down a little bit, write down what it is you actually need to get done. And then you realize, oh wait, it's actually not that bad. It's only like two or three things. I just, in my head, it seems like I have all this converging at the same time, but it's not. Uh, so just taking that time to like pause and bring attention to sort of the, the panorama um, is such a critical thing. And that's not just like a mental thing that you can do. It's also like a very physical, uh, biological thing that you can do because I was I was reading something from this uh, neuroscientist um, named Andrew Huberman, like I, I really like his stuff. Um, and he was explaining how uh, you can sort of, for he recommends like two to 10 minutes a day, just uh, trying to see uh, or trying to like look at something from a panorama vision. So a lot of the times we're looking at just a screen or we're focused on like a very sort of narrow area of our visual field. And you could just do this by looking out the window, uh, at the front porch, or just like somewhere where you can sort of see uh, like a bigger like uh, area of, of space. Um, and that has been like research has that shown that that is correlated to reduced 
uh, stress levels and kind of like reducing your whole like uh, fight or flight response, it kind of like calms you down. So just just literally changing what you're looking at is it's kind of crazy that that can have that effect. Um, so it's not just an idea of getting perspective, but literally also physically getting that perspective panorama vision. Um, so that's just like one little thing that you can do that's like super quick and it, it will help. That's so cool. I yeah, that, that's, yeah. Yeah, you should check him out. He's a lot in a lot of podcasts and also has like a bunch of like YouTube talks and stuff. His name is Andrew Huberman and he's from uh, Stanford, I believe. Uh, but yeah, he's super cool. That also is has an Instagram, cool. I think. <laughs> With his laugh, he just explains like neuroscience stuff in like more like friendly terms that are like more fun and engaging. Not like I, I see academic. how that could be good for your mind as well as your eyes because you're yeah. looking at a screen. So sometimes you, I know my eye doctor told me this that when you're looking at a screen, you need to take like at least ten seconds to look at something like 10, 20 feet away. That it'll just like make, mm -hmm. keep your eyes stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, I definitely need that. I've had glasses since like eyes. kindergarten. I know. I need to start lifting weights with my eyes or something. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, back to like this conversation of like mindfulness. I think that's like a really good point that you bring up, Luis, is the like the physical aspect to it. I know, like, um, I think my therapist told me this like a really long time ago that like a, a really good way to ground yourself is in mindfulness and like a physical way to do it is like, you know, if you're feeling like heightened levels of like anxiety, like close your eyes and like, um, I guess I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like, um, you know, point out something that you can taste and then um, point out like two things that you can hear, point out like two smells that you can smell and like you know just like really grounding yourself in your senses and like I think it's all about being present right like you know I there's this quote I think I don't know who it's by I have a I have a weird feeling it's from Kung Fu Panda but I'm not sure but um you know the, <laughs> the great the, works of maybe Mr. Uguay <laughs> yes Mr. Uguay advanced um, uh, philosophy but he says he says yesterday is history tomorrow is a mystery but today is a gift and that's why they call it the present and wow. you know like let's take a right? moment yes yeah and i think like that that's really stuck with me and has really like i guess um helped my mindfulness journey right and i think there's a lot of ways to practice mindfulness clearly right it doesn't have to necessarily be tuning in with your emotions and all of that sometimes it can be very physical and like another way could be like just the language that you use um I've definitely been very guilty of using like self-deprecating language or like saying like oh my god I wasted all this time on doing whatever but instead you know maybe I can say like you know what I took a mental break from doing my assignments like non-stop like it's okay right like it's it's good to I guess just use words of affirmation towards yourself and for anyone that's like familiar with like the love languages like another way to practice mindfulness is just like treating yourself to those love languages like if you're a quality time person spend some quality time with yourself like if you're a words of affirmation kind of person like say some nice things to yourself in the mirror leave some post-its around so you can read them later like 
you know, definitely practice those things that bring you joy. And I think another one is like mindful eating, you know, just being aware of like where that food comes from, what you're, you know, what you're tasting, like what it means for your body. And I think one that we did earlier is like the gratitude list, right? Like thinking, taking a moment to like stop and think like, what are you grateful for today? And it could be one thing. It could be something as simple as like, I woke up today, but that's like a really big thing, right? Wait, wait, Jazz, what are the other... Uh love languages um so there's quality time words of affirmation uh acts of service um physical touch and the last gift. one is gift giving gift giving mm -hmm. awesome yeah i recommend anyone to get in touch with their love languages because it just you you're learning about yourself and how you want to be in a relationship with yourself but also with others like I one of my main one is gift giving like I love the Christmas time I love giving gifts and figuring out the perfect gift for someone also, why'd you do it yeah Forrest, you're such a hater Christmas no, not, not the love language no I'm fine with the don't love language not my love language <laughs> I said not the love language okay, I'm just saying Grinch. Christmas oh, I was gonna say that's good advice because it literally helps you like not like get involved in like relationships that like don't serve you like it doesn't even have to be like romantic like, like even friendships because like you could just be like instead like if you know your love language you can be like oh you know like this person just likes doing acts of services and that doesn't match with mine nothing personal but we just don't match you know mm -hmm. that's important yeah definitely I think I'm gonna go back to something that Jason said about like different types of mindfulness um I'm thinking like they're in the different types of mindfulness one of the big ones would be like just like movement and having like mindfulness of your body I feel like I'm going on this whole like theme of the body <laughs> today I don't know I'm really feeling it um but I think like something that has helped me personally a lot is just staying in movement and again something that Jess said is you know it's not really like exercise but it's just movement of your body you know like the words that we use to treat these different types of mindfulness are important so just you know going on a walk doing yoga even if it's just like stretching in the mornings like those are all types of movements that are really like just attune make you like listen to your body um one of the things that i actually started doing is like going surfing um which i learned how to surf like two years ago but it was like very minimal but you know during quarantine earlier this year i was like you know what i'm gonna do it i'm gonna buy a surfboard <laughs> i got a wetsuit for my birthday and I decided like, yes, this is what I'm going to be doing. Like the movement that I wanted to do was like be in the ocean. And that's like what has really helped me. And I think the ocean specifically for me, is like the best place to be because I feel like serene. It, it brings me, it gives me that panorama that, that Louise was talking about of, you know, like I am here in this moment. Like I don't have to look, yeah, that far. Um, and another thing also, it's like, I have started to exercise a bit more. Um, and I've been doing like, you know, everyone in early quarantine was like doing the YouTube workout videos at, at home. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the big thing. And something I liked doing was like, I did those two activities with my brother. So my brother and I have been like, kind of like roomies during this whole time, um, like working out That's together cool. and just surfing together. And it also like, again, 
because our interactions with other people are really limited, um, like interacting with people in your own family can, I don't know, sometimes can be kind of rough, you know, but if you can find someone like to be your workout buddy or, you know, your shift buddy or whatever, it's a great time. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I have, one of my professors has runs these like little workshops online that are sort of kind of like that. Um, I don't have the exact link in mind, but I can put, we can put that in the description. Just, you know, it's free, so. Well, I love, I love what you were, what you were saying, Mary, about just keeping in touch with people, you know, uh, some people are, you know, like extroverts, right, that are just, you know, energized, just are, are, are just um, awakened, you know, just by being around people, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, physically, I mean, cool, you can go to the, um, to the beach or so, or hang out with your housemates, your family, you know, some, some, some people have roommates, um, and um but it doesn't have to be uh actually physically right it can also be via even if it's via zoom you know um just meeting up with people just to have that conversation yeah just to keep in touch that's part of why i love the uh this podcast because we meet you know so often and then it's i get to see get an update as to how all of you guys are doing which is more contact that i've had with you guys since you know you guys left me <laughs> At in high after leaving high school and all, but so it's so cool, you know, just to to keep that 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 connection right. And I know that uh, with some uh, with some friends and and with coworkers. Now I'm of age, right? And so I can have these like little happy hour, weekly happy hours with some friends, where you know just just okay, pop open a bottle of wine and just hang out and just you know in a in a in a zoom call and just chat it up and see how people are doing and just so that you keep that connection right um i know that you guys are probably so like whether you're in high school or in college you were so used to meeting up with people on a regular basis with, whether it's hanging out at lunchtime going uh hanging out by like the tree the benches the I don't know, the specific library, the quad, you know, everyone had those contacts and now we don't, but it doesn't mean you can, you have to stop interacting with people, right? It's just having to find ways to continue those bonds, that camaraderie, just finding some consistency with that. Yeah, I think like Zoom has been both like a blessing and a curse, right? Like, you know, Zoom fatigue is real, but then like, it's also like allowed for people to still still stay like really connected. Um, and like something, you know, I think you can do through Zoom is like pick up new hobbies with your friends, like, or if Zoom fatigue is like, you know, a huge struggle, pick up some new hobbies by yourself. Like, I'm very notorious for like picking up hobbies and like forgetting about them forever. Um, but, you know, I've learned a lot about myself, right? Like I've learned what I like, what I don't like, like, you know, uh, how patient I'm not. <laughs> um, but like, I guess like to mention a few that I've gone through like I started embroidery like that was pretty interesting I don't know did anybody else go through the embroidery phase or did everybody kind of do like the the baking phase <laughs> um I'm honestly I did okay. embroidery too it was so great <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun it's it's really cool to like I guess just explore new things, right? Like a lot of times, like we think like we have, you know, I found myself having a lot more time with this like quarantine. So I was like, let me, let me try something new. Like, you know, um, so definitely embroidery has been one of them. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was 
like i mean i was kind of listening to like this the same dude the andrew Huberman thing and he was talking about how i mean the original sort of function of stress was to get us to move um and just that that doesn't like mean exercise that just means like literally move so um just doing anything like maria was saying like you can do surfing you can do yoga you can take walks and stuff and so for me that was taking walks with my with my camera um i would just like to just go on little walks and see what i can like take like photos of like little bugs or something like macro photos i like doing that um or sometimes just riding my bike because that was just really relaxing and getting that like those views and stuff um so i think those were sort of my little hobbies i guess that i picked up uh this year yeah that's cool i think it's like a really cool balance of like the arts and like the movement right like you know art it's just an overall really cool way to express yourself and you don't have to be good at it right like yeah i'm not good at embroidery i'm i'm be straight up I like, I'm... like i've been getting washed over my waves left and right and i'm still moving like it's not stopping me yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i get tons of blurry photos i can't even tell what it was <laughs> yeah so again, like a lot of these things, like you're doing them for you, like you're doing them for yourself, not for anybody else. And like, I think one of the other hobbies that I picked up, which I stuck with a little bit more, has been roller skating. Um, you know, I hopped on the TikTok trend and bought myself some roller skates. <laughs> nice. And it's actually been so much fun, right? Because like, I got in like that little taste of art, realized I wasn't great at it. And I tried something <laughs> else. And roller skating has been so much fun. And it's given me like a really good excuse to be outside, obviously, like safely. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll go like in empty parking lots or something, or just like up and down my driveway. But it's given me like a really good excuse to be off my phone, which is something that I struggled with a lot um, in the beginning of quarantine. Because like, you know, I felt like, well, I have nothing else to do. So screen time was like, like 10 hours. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, like, I think that's another, that's another form of self-care, right? It's just being aware of, like, your, your screen time. Like, especially if you're doing distance learning, like, we're on the computer all the time. And then we mm -hmm. take a break just to be on our phones. Like, so, you know, there's, like, ways to monitor your screen time um, on iPhone. I'm not too tech savvy. So if anybody else wants to explain, I don't even know how I monitor my screen time. It just, I Googled it. <laughs> but yeah I mean there's like apps and stuff and like if you have an iPhone like I know you can do it in your settings or something but you know I guess one of the the tips that I've like found that has helped me a lot is just trying to avoid using my phone like the first thing like when I wake up I think that's something that I am very guilty of mm -hmm. um is like my alarm goes off and then it's like, let me check Instagram, let me check Twitter, like, let me check this, let me check that. And then, you know, then you hop on TikTok and then like your whole day goes by and you're like, oh man, where did my day go? Um, so, you know, like just having the first thing in your day be something other than like distracting yourself on your phone, like have it be something that's really focused on yourself, like centered mm -hmm. on yourself. And I think that's like a common theme that we've been going through um, today, you know, maybe like cook yourself a nice meal or, take a shower or you know just like it's all all about the mindfulness I think that we've been talking about a little bit yeah I definitely <laughs> want to add how like cooking your own meal I don't know it's so satisfying like I made myself a nice pollo sorry a nice chicken 
and that was a and it tasted so good I was like I love myself like I can make this stuff and make myself it's like you can make your own self happy with your like your own food because like food makes everyone happy oh yeah and if you can make it for yourself chef's kiss (laughs) another way as far as finding things you know finding ways to to take care of yourself to go through self-care one of the things that I really realized was as much as I, as I enjoyed, you know, trying new things, I was missing some of my old routine, right? Like at some point, um, you guys know I like to go to the gym, right? But <laughs> Mr. Mr. Shocking. Over here. No, I know. I, I actually <laughs> like to go to the gym. I enjoy it. Um, it's it's my it's my alone time, right? It's my self care. It's my mental, physical, emotional, just ways to to let out this 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 energy or or you know and so um I was missing the gym so much I was I was dreading you know going back and and not uh being able to do what I used to do so finally when certain gyms opened up you know yep just started going back found that same routine safety measures you know taking into account um the one hard part was I was going at like six in the morning you know just 5 30 in the morning to try to avoid crowds and all and cool thing is that the gym allows you to set up um reservations and so um so part of my self-care was just trying to to keep some maintain some of the routines that I had before you know I would go to the gym um jokingly say gym tan laundry you know a little bit of everything laundry um and just because that 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 helped me right I'm I'm fortunate that I have a I mean it's a small pool but it's a small pool in our apartment complex and so I get to relax there and yeah lunch I was just talking about this earlier I got I got a I, I got a couple of loads of laundry to do later and I'm gonna find satisfaction in that because then I'm gonna have clean clothes right and so they're happy productive clean clothes what what else do I need you're gonna be a full guido <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt time <laughs> oh yeah Gym tan laundry yeah I, and I think I think that doesn't that's that's not only for like uh like exercise stuff it's also just for like rest wise so having like a that sort of like schedule or consistency with with sleep is also super important um and I don't need to emphasize like how many times we've heard this like in like that research has shown that how like important it is so you know don't want to be dead horse but super important (laughs) yeah and I think like when we're thinking about routines or like schedule and stuff like I remember in the beginning of the quarantine like I was like okay I'm setting a schedule for myself and I'm gonna do this this and this and this and like you know I think I didn't really like look inward and I guess like address my needs right like I was just I was going through it like it was the the state of the world was like a huge like weight right and I think a lot of the times like we were pressured to think that quarantine is like the time to be this like super productive like machine and like you know don't think about how you feel just get through or you know start something new and like pick up all these hobbies right but like you know if if that wasn't you like that's okay too right like it's just all about understanding that productivity is not a measurement of your worth so you know we gotta really think about like 
how capitalism has like forced us to think that we need to be productive 24 seven or that our free time needs to be taken up by productivity. Right. So um, I guess it's just like really Mm. getting rid of that mentality and just thinking about yourself and like, you know, yourself. Right. So if productivity is something that's not your priority right now, that's okay too. Like just think about what you need and hyper productivity is not something that you need to dedicate like your whole quarantine to, right? Like for some of us, this is just a really big break that is well-deserved, right? Like we've been nonstop until now. So definitely take, take a break, take a nap, <laughs> get some good sleep. I yeah, vouch, definitely take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Recommended by me, naps. <laughs> Yeah, another thing also that we have slightly mentioned, but I think would be really important is like as we're navigating productivity and as we're navigating like other aspects of our lives. uh, I know I alluded to this like earlier, but um, understanding this feeling of like loneliness and being alone in a lot of our daily lives, like that has become a lot more present. And also like identifying the difference between these two, right? I think oftentimes we think of them as like, together but you're they're not like mutually exclusive you know like loneliness is more of like a feeling a state of mind versus being alone being is like a physical state like you're physically alone you know um it's like a state of being um so for instance with that being said there's like different combinations of the two you can either be alone and not lonely or you can be with people but still lonely you know um or you can be both alone and lonely, which has been, you know, the most popular in the pandemic when we're feeling like isolated from our loved ones. And we are, well, a lot of people might be like living on their own. Um, So that's like a really big one. And then, but there's also like the feeling that you can also like not be alone and not lonely, you know, like, and that's probably our most desired state is being with people that we want to be with and feeling that sense of belonging of like not loneliness. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I like Maria, how you said they're not mutually exclusive because loneliness and being alone, totally two different things, but also they can come together. And loneliness um, is obviously a big thing in the pandemic, but in terms of tackling it, it kind of depends on what works for you. Like you can volunteer virtually or in real life if it's um, COVID friendly. Um, You can keep a routine, reach out to others, cultivate new relationships, deepen existing friendships, like that can really help your state of loneliness if you're feeling it. And you can use the self-care techniques mentioned previously, like you can start journaling, you can pick up a new hobby, anything that you think will keep you busy from stopping and like being too much in your head. I think a lot of it is where loneliness stems from. Um, What has worked for me personally when the pandemic hit, I moved back home. I moved in with my family. And even though it was hard working, going to school and being around my family, having all those maybe additional chores, I still felt it better than it was me sitting alone in an apartment with some roommates who weren't there anymore. So it was it was really helpful for my mental state and really reduced my own loneliness myself. So if you really wanna rekindle your relationship with your family or someone, I really recommend that during this time or friends, yeah. And being alone, it's not, and we wanna stress that being alone isn't always a bad thing. You can help, you can cultivate that relationship with yourself and being okay with yourself. It is very useful to know how to be alone and learn how to be okay 
with who you are on the inside and outside and just being okay with being yourself. So I think we mentioned it in a previous episode that about eating by yourself and how it's really cathartic to eat by yourself, go see movies alone, do activities alone, because it does help like your mental state. And it's this like being alone, it's useful for both introverts and extroverts, like extroverts, like we've said before, really need, really need, they get their energy from other people. So it's okay if you can get your energy, introverts don't really need that. So um, we see that some people, but some people need more human interaction than others, but we all need that human interaction. So even if you're an introvert like me, it's okay to go out and seek people online, go do your Zoom calls, do your um, happy hour via Zoom and (laughs) get that human interaction that you need. Yeah, we're social beings at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. True, true. We depend on each other a little bit. Um, But I think like in terms of like, right, these, these difficult feelings and stuff, like I think another one that's important to like know how to navigate right now has been grief. Um, you know, we mentioned this earlier that, you know, the world is experiencing a lot of grief right now, whether it's grief of something, you know, or someone, right? Like a lot of us have had big, big things taken out of our lives. And, you know, there's no, there's no like handbook on how to grieve, right? Like, I mean, there's all those like self-help books that you can read and stuff, but come down to it. Like, it's about you and how you navigate it. And, you know, I think this this self-care journey that, you know, you you dedicate time to will really allow you to have the space to understand how to grieve, right? There's no right way. And with that, there's also no right time, right? There's no certain amount of time where it's like, okay, like it's over, you've accepted it, right? Like sometimes it, it comes in waves, it comes in waves and it's just a difficult process, but there's no there's no right way to do it. And I think that's why self-care is so important right now, right? It lets you know like what you need. It gives you time to listen to your body. It gives you time to really connect with yourself and think about just overall life, right? What it means to you and, and what you want it to mean for yourself. So, you know, I think with this, this, I guess, ambiguity of like not really knowing how to process grief, it's also, an opportunity for you to connect with other people. And, you know, I think losing someone is really hard, right? Like it's it's never really easy, but sometimes it can allow for these bridges to connect with other people. And, you know, you can, you can listen to someone else, you can let someone else in, right? I think that's like a really difficult thing to do when vulnerability is not something that, you know, you're used to, but grief, can be a difficult process, but it can also lead to very beautiful things. And I think a lot of the times right now, it's really difficult to just, what do I do with the, with these big feelings? And for someone who personally has been affected by losing someone during this pandemic, um, I think one way that I've channeled that energy has been like figuring out like, how do I honor them in my day-to-day life, right? Like, how do I keep their memory alive? Like, how do I keep their spirit alive at a time like this, right? And, you know, it's not something that needs, you need to be proactive about, right? Like, allow yourself the space to feel what you feel, but then allow, allow yourself the space to also 
embrace those feelings and turn them into something beautiful if you're able to. Yeah, definitely. And I think like to add on, like, it's important to like, remember, like with people that you care about and like that, you know, might be going through things like just being there for them. Like, I know sometimes like, for example, like myself, like I may not, I may be going through something like myself and I'll have like friends text me and like, sometimes like I might not have the emotional like space for them, but you know, like other days, like when I'm feeling better myself as well, like you know, like, it's never, like, a bad thing to be selfless, it's never a bad thing to, like, lend time, you know, like Jazz said, like, lending your ear to someone, you know, lending your, your love, your appreciation, you know, like, your validation for someone else, because sometimes, like, in bad days, like, even your own self-validation might not be enough, but especially with this pandemic, it's important to remember that, you know, like, we're, we should all remember that, even though, our government might have not reminded us that we should all like help one another and be together and like work together to get over this you know like it's really important to remember community and it's important to remember that like you know like together is how we're able to like help one another and like get through things you know like it's always remember it's always important to like know yourself at the end of the day but being able to use like the best qualities you have or like the qualities that you feel can definitely like be lended to someone else and like for the good of like people's health and for the overall good so I just kind of wanted to definitely agree with jazz yeah that's an important part Chelsea I'm literally tears right now um uh (laughs) I think it's 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 a really heavy topic that we're talking about and I know we're talking about it in a group setting so I think it's really good for us in this group setting to be talking about it but I hope you listeners out there also have someone else to reach out to during this time like and if not, reach out to us. We're on, we're on Instagram. We're on, we're on our different platforms. We're here for you. And I think in conclusion to this whole podcast is just being patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself during this time and like love yourself and cultivate that relationship. And in relation to this whole self-care thing, we, we want to say that it's important, especially now, self-care, that relationship with yourself caring for your physical and mental health, very important now during the pandemic, but is also relevant for any point in your life. You're gonna need this for any point in your life. You're gonna learn, you're gonna need to know how to care for yourself. And in regards to the pandemic again, it's about being, you need to be comfortable with the new changes that are gonna be happening and being patient with yourself, adapting to these changes. Cause we're not always gonna be like, okay, can't go outside anymore. That's it. We're not all, we're not all going to just be like, okay, stay inside forever. It's just like being patient. Yeah. It's just being patient with like those changes and how you're going to react to them, whatever they may be. And it's okay for like the stress and confusion to increase during this time, but your emotions are totally valid. And we're just trying to help you learn how to combat these emotions, but also like um, deal with them in your own way. And I think with that, we're concluding this part of the two-part COVID series. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We took a lot of time to research and get our thoughts out, and we hope we conveyed them in a good way that you guys enjoy it. And it was nice to listen to. For some more logistical things regarding the podcast, we're going to be taking a slight break to observe the holidays. But we'll be back in the new year for sure for for new series and more episodes. So if you miss us during that time, definitely reach out.
to us on Instagram at university, T-E-A underscore pod. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, if you need someone to talk to, slide into our DMs. We'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> and please, please, please take our survey in the description of the podcast and listen to our previous episodes if you miss us while we're gone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Peace. Bye Take care, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy New Year.